It's the one place in all of the internet where you'll find four guys talking pro wrestling way too seriously. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, Brandon Linton, and WWE superstar AJ Francis. This is Jobbing Out. What's, What's up? up? What's, What's up? up? What's up? What's up? Welcome in. It is episode number uh, number 2.0 of <laughs> Jobbing Out, which is a funny joke for me, Aaron, and Brandon, and nobody else. Nobody else at all. Episode number 2.0 because, uh, uh, peel back the curtain, we started recording the episode. Got, I don't know, seven or eight minutes in. Was it that deep? It was pretty. It felt like it was about seven or eight minutes in. And then I looked over and realized uh, there was nothing showing up on the recording software. And so apparently, when I had hit record, it didn't register. And so it's all gone. Uh, which is a shame because I would say it was probably the finest seven minutes I'd ever done in the history of this this program. If I'm being completely honest, just a brilliant. I mean, it would have it, it would have won podcast awards. My God, what a mistake it was to not hit record. All right, Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, Brandon Linton. Uh, unfortunately, no AJ this week, which is particularly a bummer uh, because this is uh, the big week. This is the week where we need you to come down to College Park. I know everybody's bummed out about Maryland basketball losing to George Mason. I know everybody's bummed out about Maryland football sitting at five and five, but. But big games, big opportunity. Maybe maybe Maryland can pull a shocker in football and get bowl eligible. You never know. You never know. And a huge game on Sunday for the Maryland women against Baylor. And at all three games, Maryland Hofstra men's basketball game Friday night, Maryland Michigan football game on Saturday, and Maryland Baylor women's basketball game on Sunday, um, the annual Francis Sports Academy canned food drive will be happening at the University of Maryland. I'll be there Friday. Uh, apparently, AJ has some thing, some engagement of some sort on Friday night that makes him on imagine what it could be. I mean, like, pretty lame if you're asking me. It's your own canned food drive, and you, you scheduled something else on Friday night. Pretty sus, as the kids might say. Pretty sus, if you ask me. Do kids still say that? I don't. I, bro, do you think I know what the kids say? Do you think I have any clue? None whatsoever. You've got a daughter that, that's around that age. Yeah. Does, does she say I, it? She doesn't. She used to say it. Doesn't really say it. Right, it's, well, it's, it's I will over. say this: it's made its way down because my four-year-old says it. Oh boy! Then the, the really the kids actually are the ones that are saying it. It's really the kids. Uh, anyway, I'll be there Friday night uh, for the men's basketball game. I know AJ will be there on Saturday for the football game, and uh, don't know yet about Sunday, but uh, there will definitely be collections happening on Sunday for sure. So if you are coming out to any of the three games, please. Bring your canned goods. Bring your non-perishable food. Help us take care of Sarah's house in Fort Meade. Uh, we're really proud of AJ and uh, and Coach Mike Francis, who have uh, really championed this cause. And it's been great to be a part of it over the years. And um, I'll be bringing a boatload. I will be stopping at a grocery store tomorrow and buying about $150 worth of ramen noodles. However many they've got for me, I will be purchasing them. It is amazing. You get so much food for such a small amount of money, and it helps so many people, man. So... 
uh, do yeah, that. And, and if you don't, if you don't have it, if you don't have time to stop off anywhere. There's a number of stores around College Park. You yeah. go up 193, a bit in either direction. You can find a bunch of grocery stores and just clean their shelves. No question. What's which one is in the uh, the Hard Times Shopping Center? What's the which which grocery store is that? I think a, that's a shopper. I think it's a shoppers too. And I have definitely gone in. Yeah, and, I think there's a, there's a giant up 193. Yes. Always. Yeah, I have gone in and cleaned out that shoppers on a number of occasions of their uh, ramen noodles. So. Um, See you this weekend. Please uh, come out, support uh, the Francis Sports Academy's annual Can Good Drive. It would mean a great deal to everyone in the community. All right, boys. We'll get uh, later on in the show, we'll get to picks uh, for Survivor Series. Uh, you guys, how do you guys think I might have felt about the AEW Full Gear pay per view? It's, it's a pop quiz. How do you guys think? What do you think I'm going to say about it? I, I mean, you're you, so you must hate it, right? Okay. Brandon, what do you think? Without. It being 2.0, I truly did think you were going to like it. Uh, uh, I, I loved it. I loved it. I absolutely loved Be, it. And the reason being, it had the one thing that they never had before. Yep, correct. So, so there's a couple things. We can, we'll can we nitpick a couple things, I'm sure, as we go on. And we'll have to talk about Dynamite, which, you know, that's unfortunate. Um, but separating alone and only looking at full gear in a vacuum... I, I don't think it's close. I think it was their best pay-per-view by far, from top to bottom, from start to finish. I think it's the best pay-per-view they've ever done. I think it's a shame that we lied about uh, the other ones being better than they were because I think it's prevented us from acknowledging how good this one is. I think it's sort of getting lost in the shuffle, and it's just, oh, it's the next good. This one was better. This was a step up. This was a company that, for one night, appeared to be moving in a new direction and doing the things that there were fair reason to complain about in the past. Now, again, we can still nitpick some things. Obviously, the big story, Brandon, of course, as you point out, is this is the first time we've ever seen a, a story come to fruition this way in a championship match in AEW uh, pay-per-view. It's the first time they've ever done anything like that. And that's, that's just a golden, beautiful thing to happen in professional wrestling. And I get it. You can't do it at, at every pay-per-view. I certainly understand that. No one's ever been that way. But, you know, when you only have four all year, it would be nice if, like, maybe one of them had a story like that every now and then. This is the first but, time they've done it. It's... But just to add on to that, it's not just how it played out. It's the world title match mattering in any way. Yes. You know, it's the first time it's mattered in any way in a storyline, really, at least in a while. Right. Like maybe there was some a couple at the beginning that sort of had a story, you know, like the Cody Jericho thing had Cody a story Jericho behind and it. Cody Jericho and Moxley. Like yeah, the, the, like those the had stories. Yeah. Right. Those were fine. Those had stories. But they sort of got into this mode of like monster of the week kind of challengers. Um, I just say monster of the week because that's a term. Not that it was a literal monster like when the Undertaker got fed monsters. But like, you know what I'm saying? Like flavor of the week guy to just have a match and now he's gone. Yep. And this is the first time they've actually done a full-on storyline, and I think that, like, listen, it feels like a more complete show. Like, they've got more star power now. They've got CM Punk on there. They've got Dan Brian Danielson on there. Like, that stuff, top to bottom, it felt like there was no... Like, of course, anyone they ever put on these shows can wrestle for the most part. You know what I mean? And, and put on really good matches for the most part. But now, I feel like they've got people who can do that, but also deserve that attention if I, that makes sense Brent, i think that yes a little bit and I, and I push back i think they had plenty of people that deserved it i i'll go back to 
when when the top of your card is so important, it allows the rest of your card to be the rest of your card. And right, it, and it right. makes everything else better, right? When when I come out at the end of the night and the best thing that happened on the card was like the fourth thing, then you the whole pay-per-view can't be lifted this way, right? Like when when the top of your card is the most important story and you're building to that moment and it feels like it matters and then you surround it by a Darby MJF and you surround it by uh, Miro and Brian Danielson. The, we, we all talked about how this was the best constructed card they have. And again, there were still problems. This is not, I don't want to be crazy, right? There's still professional wrestling. There's always going to be problems. Everybody's always dealing with problems. There's still issues that exist within that. Um, but it was such a well-put-together card and then culminated in everything fell together. The matches felt like they mattered for the most part. For the most part, they felt like they mattered. Again, some of them we'll get to. Um, and everything just flowed really well. Um, and, and it didn't feel like there was... When they were waste, when there were things that were a waste, it didn't feel it seemed like it was bogging down the entire card as much as it was just okay. I can deal with this. It's a waste because I know I'm getting something next that's really good. And they did a good job this time around of of really pairing people well and giving us even if it's just kind of a modicum of a reason. You know, in the case of Punk Kingston, that they did enough to make us care about those matches. None of the matches really felt like exhibition matches. Like we well, got across. No, the, I, the, the, I, I, the, I, 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 I would go no. a step further, Aaron. I would say that wasn't just a that was legitimately a good build, in my oh, opinion. Oh yeah, I, but but again, it was only a, a two show build, really. Is what is that? Like, yeah, that but that's okay. I mean, I, I what I mean is they didn't pull it out of their ass, and you just said it's kind of related. I mean, like I think that that had some natural. Like again, we have to remember who the main fan for this product is, and I think with that main fan, there was already some build there that they could take advantage of in, in a way, well, you know, but that's my, but that's my point is that, you know, even though that, you know, they knew they probably needed two shows to do it. They gave them the two shows and that's what they needed. They gave every, yeah. you know, every right. match a kind, at least a somewhat proper uh, amount of time. To and who doesn't want to see those guys wrestle? Right. I mean, that, that helps too. Right. By the way, yeah, but, and, it, and it was an awesome match too. Well, punk. And by the way, that punk Kingston by far the shortest match of the night by far. Yeah, yeah, but it, it was might have been the best match of the night, too. But worked. Yes, it worked. So, again, let, let me separate the nitpicky just so I can do it, and then we can talk about the good. The nitpicky is the 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 Cody pot. pot that, I mean, that was an utter waste. <laughs> I mean, that was, somehow it was bad to begin with and, and, and was, was even worse in, in uh, reality. But, I mean, it was. Well, especially after they expanded on Dynamite. Yeah, I mean, it, it was inoffensive because it was so, it was buried in the card. And, and again, that's, that is. When I talk about how good of a card it was, the the worst moment of the night is easily forgettable, right? Like it's you easily forgot that it happened. You acknowledged it. It was bad. There was nothing there, but it didn't bring down. Right. The this entire... wasn't the ring not blowing up at the end of the night. Right. So then you had right. to go back and say how bad everything. Correct. Was, right? it, it wasn't um, any of the the things that they've dealt with. It was it was bad. It was it was it, there was nothing there. And the only issue I'll have is you have to address the Malachi Black thing, and nobody wants to do it because, again, we want to live in a world where AEW doesn't do anything wrong, but they've successfully buried Malachi Black over the last couple of weeks. They, they didn't even... I don't even think they actually attempted to this time. They didn't even notice... I don't even think nobody has noticed they did it for the most part. But Malachi Black was the, the, the star of stars, and either because he got lost in the shuffle or because the Cody problem is so bad... We've realized Malachi Black, Malachi Black is nothing as of right now. He is an irrelevant part of Dynamite three weeks after he was hot S. 
that hurts. So it's I can say it's inoffensive, right? Like this was bad. There was nothing there. And for the most part, it doesn't matter. But I do think it kind of matters for Malachi Black. You ha- you got to – doing anything more with Cody is a, is such a bad idea. I can't even put into words what a bad idea that is. Um, you, get a, you better have a plan for Malachi Black because at the moment, it's not just that he's cooled off. He's nothing. He's a nothing in that storyline because this was the worst of what you did. Because it is such a short time from when he was the the king of shits, you know, just like he he was the king of the company. I I feel like it's an easy course correct, like get him away from Cody, and that'll course correct itself. So I'm not totally worried about that yet. But But yes, it's about getting away from Cody. And they didn't appear to be in a rush to do that. They didn't appear to be in a rush to get him away from Cody, and so it makes you all the more concerned. That's a problem. Um, the the inner circle thing was a nothing, right? Like it was. That was by far the biggest exhibition-y match of the night where you're like, okay, there's there's nothing interesting here. You just got to do the thing that, you know, you're supposed to do. And and where that goes from here, I don't know. You know, like, and that was what we talked about coming out of it is, are these guys wrestlers? Are they not? Did it do anything? Santos looked great. Yeah, he did. I mean, he, he, he looked good, but is he a wrestler? <laughs> like, I... Well, my, my point is that if he, if he wants to become a wrestler, I'm really interested in seeing what uh, Junior Dos Santos can bring. Maybe. after that match, I... I I was intrigued by it. I wasn't before. That's that's fine, but I don't have any idea whether he's a wrestler or not. That's that's which is the problem with all of this. You know what I mean? Like, and it goes back to, it's okay to be Brock Lesnar because you're Brock Lesnar. Junior Dos Santos isn't such a star that he brings casual observers in some sort of way that you work around his schedule. Either he's a wrestler or not. If he's not a wrestler, he's not relevant enough for to mean him just to pop in every couple of weeks and for me to care at that point that he popped in. I think that's fair. I, I, I'm a little, again, just because I, I did enjoy his work so much and I really do want to see him again, just to, especially in a single setting, just to see what he can do, that it would intrigue me if he kind of pops in and out for, you know, every month, two months or whatever, that it would intrigue me enough. But, I mean, it's definitely far more intriguing for sure if he's an actual wrestler. Um, it's a, I, I, I think that they believe they did more with Ty Conti than they actually did. Um, oh, 100%. I, I was going to say, I don't think they did like that. Yeah, yeah, agreed. I, that was nothing, unfortunately. Like that, they're, they're they're very delusional if they th- like nobody believed that she had a shot, mm-hmm. and and I mean that with all due respect to take Ty Conti. We all like her, right? Oh, one hundred percent. I like Ty Conti. They a did lot. not build her to a credible uh, contender. And, well, I, I think what what they think they did is put it in place where you know she's kind of con. Can they can put that match on in another six months and then it's doable? I, I don't believe that at this. all, and I don't I don't think they did either. But I think that's what they think they did. Um. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I I think you're right. I think that's what they think they did, but they didn't. They didn't do that, and I I, I hope that they have extended plans related to Ty Conti because they did not achieve that with this match. It that that was not a thing. That benefited them in any way. It was it was largely a nothing. Unfortunately, it was largely a nothing. That being said, it's about the well. I look the the Christian Cage Jurassic that that was nothing either. But the super click side of it, I guess, feels like it matters enough that it kind of overcount comes how the whole thing was such a nothing, right? Like we we are invested enough in the super click story that we kind of don't care that that match was utterly irrelevant and and doesn't really do anything so i 
I, that and it was one, a good enough match. So. Yeah, it, right. I, I would kind of probably agree. It was a good enough match. It was it was fun enough. It again, it was it was definitely not offensive in any way, but it didn't accomplish anything. It it really was only a continuation of one story, and it it goes back to the we swear to God, Christian Cage coming to AEW is a really big deal, but we we absolutely know that he's not a big deal. It's just a it's a it's a it's a weird bit. It's a weird bit. Now. Let's get to the other. I have stuff. one more. I yeah. actually have one more nitpick. Okay. Um, and and it's it by no means ruins anything. It didn't ruin the moment. Didn't ruin anything. But they botched that final shot in the final match. The going going to Matt the nod and then keeping on Matt too long, where we basically missed the beginning of the uh, okay. final butt shot there. That really disappointed me because if they had just waited, you know, one more second to do the buck shot, waited for that light to go on, it becomes a beautiful shot and like kind of a really, really great wrestling gift. And they just missed it by about a second. And so like, I have to point that out. Well, as great of a moment it was, and I actually, I enjoyed the nod. I thought that was a, a good storytelling moment there. Yep. They just, they missed that shot. And it was, it was just took a, the slightest bit off. Okay. It, it didn't take much off of it for me, man. <laughs> you know, like, oh, yeah, and that's why I said the slightest. Now, now I do think there is some storytelling nitpicking. That's pro- And again, this is where it becomes problematic. Like, I'll get to the problems because the problem started on Wednesday night, right? Like, and I'll get to that. There are real – Wednesday night was a bad show. It was so embarrassing at the end of the show when Jim Ross was like, this is one of our best shows. No, it was not. It wasn't even a good one. It was a terrible show on Wednesday night. Um, but I'll get to that in a second because I don't want to go past all the praise. I don't want to – I don't want it to become all negative because, again, I'm telling you, I think this is the best pay-per-view they ever did. Um, that 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 was obviously – that's a pro wrestling moment. That's that's the thing that you wait for. That's the thing that makes you a fan of this is that something like that will happen. And truthfully, it doesn't really matter what happens from here. Truth be told, I don't think Hangman Page should hold the belt for that long. Um I, I he's not a a larger than life must be champion as a face for forever. He's a guy that needed to have a moment more than anything. That's what makes it matter. Um, the moment was the part that mattered. Everything from here forward doesn't matter all that much, right? It was about the moment. You got the moment. You needed the moment. Um, I'm going to push back a little bit on there, just just a little bit, because you're right. It is all about the moment, and it was an important moment. And and I think you said it right, in a pro wrestling moment, not just an AEW moment. Like, no. That was a two-year culmination of a feud. That was great. It was wonderful. I do think because of what Adam Page represents, which is really the first – I know he's not technically homegrown. You know, he's in Ring of Honor, he's in other things. But, like, he, he kind of feels like the first AEW star – you want him on top for a little bit. It doesn't have to be a year, eighteen month, but I don't think he can be losing it, you know, in February. I, it's, I, I completely disagree with that. Um, I, for a few reasons. One, I, you're trying to, you're trying to create a separation between Kenny Omega and Adam Page in that way, right? And and the truth yes. is, it doesn't really exist because the reality is, it's either you were a WWE person or you weren't. The, the everything else that happens in pro wrestling matters to such a small group of people that drawing a line in the sand or trying to, to, to make it to separate Adam Page as a homegrown guy and Kenny Omega as not 
it doesn't exist in the overwhelming majority of minds. I'll say this. We came into this saying Kenny Omega has to be on top of the company. The second he gets there, he has to be on top of the company. We did not say that about Adam Page. No. So even for the non, for, so for even, so as far as. No, but we did all say he's the guy. Everybody said he's the guy before one minute of Dynamite aired. Well, we said Kenny Omega was, I mean. No, 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 no. Kenny Omega was the guy now. Everybody said Hangman Page was, I mean, we thought he was going to beat Chris Jericho some, sometimes. He did, and I, I, think, I think me and Glenn, we said, you know, we don't know. He's, he's definitely the guy worthy to be the top of the company right now, but we don't know if he's the guy who can carry the company. And, well, over and the he's past still years, not. He's still not well, that guy. Well, he's still not going to be that guy. Think you've put him in a position where he could be? Well, the, wait, the no. qu- the, wait, oh, hang on. Zero chance. You're well. Wait a second, because you're getting into, and I don't know how much of this is. I, I don't even know if this is a conversation that's existed on the internet, right? What we're really talking about is whether or not Kenny Omega is Stone Cold Steve Austin. That's really what we're talking about. Not oh, Kenny I, Omega. Sorry, probably. sorry. Well, Adam, no, Adam Page. We're, I mean, what we're talking about right now is whether Hangman is Stone Cold Steve Austin. We're talking no, about whether no, or not. I mean, not Stone Cold, but. And, like, but that's that's this to me is the separation, right? Are you someone whose identity is so overwhelming that fans are so connected with that that guy literally can become? And somebody would say the crowd on Wednesday night might be evidence that perhaps that's true, that you are so identifiable to the crowd that's watching that it doesn't matter whether you're really larger than life, it doesn't matter whether you really have the look or whatever it is, you are so identifiable as a character, as an everyman, whatever it is, the cowboy shit, the whole thing, that we have to make you that guy. And my answer would be, I don't know, maybe. Maybe this really is a movement that they could ride for some time. I'm skeptical of that. I think still it was more about the moment than it was about the man. And that's not to say that Adam Page isn't a star, isn't an elevated star, isn't someone that matters. But I think there's a difference between Adam Page, a star, and then someone who rises above to create a cultural movement. And those are the types that as faces you throw yourself behind for... 8, 10, 12 months as a champion. I, I'm i not there with Adam Page. I think people wanted Adam Page to overcome Kenny Omega, and I think they like Adam Page a lot. I don't think he becomes a larger-than-life figure moving forward, and when that's the case, you're hard-pressed to tell me that much of any face should hold the belt for that long. Yeah, sure, and, I, and like I, I mean, said, I, I don't think it should be 12 months, but if you told me May, I think he's worthy of holding it till May. I mean, I, I think he loses it pretty quickly. I, I think, I think, listen, to Glenn's point, like this company feels like it needs a heel to be the long-term champion that people are trying to overcome. I would be very interested to see what this happens. Like the John Moxley thing. I mean, it was not good. John Moxley as champion was not good. Name one, like... I- Granted, that was also that all he he won the title and the pandemic happened. So I'm I'm hesitant to say anything though. But they still had everyone in their company to put him they, against. They didn't. They had half of their roster for five months. What? They had all the they people they have right now, other than the new people. No, I mean, literally three months they taped in a single weekend because they could only get certain people out there. Like the first half of his reign. It wasn't quite that, but yes. There what were... about the second half of his reign? Well, yes, and then they were coming back. But like, I, I think we do have to put that into context, that there was something going on there. 
I mean, we still complained about it, though. Of course I mean, we did. Just like we complained about Drew McIntyre. No, and my, my point is, though, that, like... Personally, that there was a reason that Drew McIntyre's run did have problems. I mean, like, okay, so the Kenny Omega run resulted in this, which is fantastic for yeah. now. The But the... But the but the Moxley a, a run all, a heel in general should be champion of a wrestling company. It's better. Yes. yes. That's and, and I think that they are that. Do you know what I mean? I think that, you know, as much as they want to be, and they are to an extent, like the new shiny toy, the 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 you know, to an extent, the for you know, the they're trying to be the forward thing. They're also embedded in the past with all the southern wrestling uh tropes. And that is the biggest of the Southern wrestling tropes is the long-term heel champion. Um, you know, Ric Flair being the biggest example of that. Right. Sure. Um, so yeah, I, I don't see him holding it past the, I mean, now again, if they put him up again, if it's like Brian Danielson, I think is that uh, we'll get into that, yep. but, <laughs> yep, we will. but, um, you know, obviously credible champion. If, if they go that way or whatever, as far as that goes, and there's other things to say, but, like, if they put him up against, you know, not Brian Danielson at the pay-per-view, obviously, you know, it, it, it all goes into what they do, right? Uh, yes, like, if, if, they, if Pac is the I, challenger for the belt, correct. then, right, he, he should not be <laughs> dropping the belt to Pac in February. We all agree with right, that. Right. I, I guess my, my point is if Brian Danielson is first, whether that's at the pay-per-view or whether that's in the middle, like, he should get a, a title defense or two in there. Yeah, I don't know. And, and, I, and part of it is I don't think that Brian Danielson is. The, 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 I don't think this is going to drag out. The pay per view is so far away. It's so insane. Yeah. To think right. I, I think that's this their is going to be like the Christmas Eve show. Show or whatever. You know, the right. big, whatever the big yeah, where, show where, is. Where Kenny won it last year. Uh, yeah. Correct. I, to me, this is more about really, it really to me is way more about whether or not they think they need to move the, the, the meter up for MJF to win the belt. And I have no problem with that being the case. And then there's a lot of options from there. Right. Like th this can unfold in a lot of ways that could set up a long run for MJF and then maybe Sammy finally winning the belt like after the, like th they set themselves up really well. I just to me, the story isn't a long run for Adam Page. If if it's May, it's May. You know, I don't think it's the end of the world if it's May. I just don't think that there's a long run ahead for Adam Page. I think to me, the story was about the moment and the fact that in general, we like Adam Page. And by the way, Brandon, the, that might be a pretty good comparison for John Moxley, right? Like, the truth be yeah. told, we like John Moxley, but John Moxley isn't Stone Cold Steve Austin either, right? Like, he's a guy we like, we're inclined to like, and can create really memorable moments but isn't a cultural phenomenon that we will scream and lose our minds about for forever. And after a little while, if he's not doing something super compelling, we can get bored by it. And a Adam Page, there's a lot of things that you could be doing with him right now that we could be getting bored by after this. Like, there's a lot of ways this could go that could lead to us getting bored after a little while related to Adam Page. So it's just I, I it, but I don't think that matters because I don't think this is about that. I think this is about creating a professional wrestling moment. And they did that. They created a professional wrestling moment. Um, and and to me, this is the moment in in AEW to this point. I, 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 is there a debate about that? I mean, I guess yeah, some, some, this is literally what they've been building for since the basically the first day. I guess somebody might argue like that 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 first time on the boat with all the people singing sure, the Jericho I, it, song. It, yes, right? yeah, like, I mean that, that's what I said was the moment of the year last year. Yeah, maybe, but like right. this is 
that was that was kind of the most organic. This is like this is why AEW is different. But this is. But it's not. Look, hang on. Okay. Okay. All right. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. But but this is this is the planned moment of like this is what AEW can be if they get the you know get everything together, put things together right. Like they can put on one of the more compelling stories in recent wrestling. If if you remember that you're supposed to be a professional wrestling company, like and not pretend like storylines and faces and heels don't matter. We'll get to it. If you if you just try to be a professional wrestling company, you can do really good professional wrestling. But this bit where you were pretending like we had professional wrestling all wrong and that you didn't need to have storylines, you didn't need to have faces and heels, was always hogwash. It was nonsense. It was bull-ass. And this is proof of that. A storyline with a clear face and a clear heel created the greatest moment in the history of AEW. Because it's not about AEW, it's about professional wrestling professional wrestling this is when it's at its best and always will be forever there will never no matter how smart you think you are how creative you think you are you will never do better than this ever 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 because this is the nature of pro wrestling um the rest of the good uh the you know, I, I, I'm always nervous about where things will go with Darby Allen, but I don't think he was terribly hurt by it. MJF comes out looking like MJF. I think it all actually worked. Agreed. I think that was, if not the absolute it, perfect way to handle the match, it, it ended up, I think, putting both people exactly where they need to be. I agree without needing all the sting nonsense. Of course. Like, look. And I know, I know, we like, this can be reduced to an eye roll, to your point, because everything else. But, like, the match was incredible. And then I have to think about why is Wardlow and someone else, uh, was it Sean Spears, both together scared of sting? Well, we talked about that last week. It's insane. I mean, it's insane. It's utterly effing insane. I mean, it was so unnecessary. Like, they could have done... What they did for the finish without any of that. Obviously, but the, the, look, I this—it's a different problem that we've we've talked about so often that I, I'm almost you know like sometimes when we start going down that road, I'm like I don't even want to do it anymore because we talked about it a billion times. In a weird way, this to me was one of the less offensive uses of Sting. Oh, of course it was. Like, yeah, because they did everything else right. Correct. Yeah. Right. Like I it, it, yes, a hundred percent. He didn't get involved. It was it was him just chasing off people. It wasn't. It wasn't the reason why the, you know they won. It would have been far more offensive if Sting had been the reason why Darby Allen won the match. Oh, that would yeah. have been and horrendous. It, either way, and I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be extra. Uh, this is just extra nitpicky though. Like, if we ever gonna care about Wardlow, you can't do that with Wardlow. You can't. He should kill Sting. <laughs> Bro. Even with the bat. I'm here. He should I hear absolutely you. kill Sting. I hear you. Like, th- didn't they pretend like Wardlow was gonna be a thing last week? Yeah, well, they we thought, and I said, I, if it was just deception, then good for them for throwing in the deception. I have no idea what to make of what they were trying to do with Wardlow last week. I have no clue, no idea whatsoever. Um, you know, the 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 tag team thing was fine, you know, but that's all. It was fine, right? Like it it didn't. I, I don't know. I I really wish I had something more to say about it. Um, it was fine. There, I guess there's some. There are some issues maybe backstage with Ray Fenix is what I was reading about, that, like, he works too stiff. Okay. Oh, I, he, I actually oh, missed I, that report. Okay. I, I, saw, I saw something to that effect. I didn't read the whole article. It was all, that, was, that, was, that was fine. Then it's kind of what we all kind of thought it was going to be. Um, Brian Danielson, Miro, it's difficult to have that conversation without then leading into the, what, where we go next. 
Um, so maybe I'll leave that alone. I guess that's the whole card. I guess we covered the whole card, right? I think so. Pretty much, oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, the, the super, we talked about super click a little bit, yeah. so that's good enough. Um, yep, that's it. All right, so let's get into Wednesday. The F was that. <laughs> the F was that. What? What? I am so befuddled by what happened on Wednesday night that it makes me feel like there's got to be some big report coming out about something soon because otherwise I I feel like I'm going insane. Why, if you're turning Brian Danielson heel, wouldn't you have a turn? Why would you have him become the big show? Why would you have him simply walk out to a crowd and say, I'm a heel now, guys. He's Brian Danielson. In what world does that make even a lick of sense? And we can I'm not even having the conversation about whether or not it makes sense to turn Brian Danielson heel. And this maybe plays into your theory from a week ago, Aaron, that like, well, hey, if we've got both CM Punk and Brian Danielson, one of them could be a heel. Okay. Uh, okay, I, I didn't love it, but okay, I'll listen to it. There's a lot of hubris involved with that, but I'll listen to it. But when you turn someone heel, aren't they supposed to turn? Aren't they supposed to have a moment where they become a heel instead of just walking out to a crowd and saying, hey, guys, noted heel Brian Danielson here. As you know, huge heel, guy that you've always thought is a heel, definitely a heel. Here I am now. I'm Brian Danielson, and I'm a heel. What the f am i missing do you think that they just think they can do this while he's while he's working this storyline so that he can come out of it not a heel like so he can just be like a shooter or whatever yeah if that's their plan it's a bad plan of course (laughs) it's a bad plan i'm saying like but do you think they're trying to treat him like he's like a shooter though do you know what i mean like he's like a look i'm a fighter i'm a i'm you know I'm a not necessarily a heel, but I'm gonna beat the shit out of everybody. Like, I'm, you know, I well, mean, he definitely said heelish things, but like, I think he that, said very heelish things, and he yes. said it to the top face in the company. Yeah, right, no, no, because no, that's, that's who has the. But, but again, but, again, do they just want people to cheer for Paige to beat him, and then move on? You know what I mean? No, I, I think if they're doing this, they're doing this for a reason, and, and this heel, like. That is the character, by the way. It is a shooter, I'm better than you. It's basically his his mid-2000s Ring of Honor character is what they're kind of going for here. This, I'm going to kick your face in, I'm better than you, and I can kick your face in because I'm better than you. Um, like, that that was kind of his character then, and that's what they're going for. And yes, hypothetically, you could make that a face or heel, but I don't think you pull this trigger for a three-week run. That's not... I mean, if they are, that's completely insane. Like, that's a trigger you pull if you want Brian Danielson to be heel and you think it's a good thing for the company going forward. So while I won't say it's completely impossible, I would say it's completely and utterly insane. And I'm and I'm also, I'm not sure in what world, like if he's really going to keep doing this with members of the Dark Order, who we all like right now, and it would just basically at that feel point feel like he's picking on them or he's bullying yes. them I, ha, that doesn't mean it doesn't work he's not being challenged by other members of the dark order 
He's essentially saying, I'm just going to keep kicking your ass. I'm beating you up in front of your hometown, each and every one of you. Like that, that's, they're, they're doing Colt Cabana in Chicago. Presumably, they're doing Alex Silver in Long Island. That, like they, that, they, they had this lined up now. This isn't a shooter. This is a bully. <laughs> like This, right. this is a, a jerk. Um, which, again, I, if that's what you're doing, that's what you're doing. And I'm not... Even having the debate about that is weird to me because I don't know how I feel. Like, it, I might think that's fine, but you do that as a moment. Like, something happens and you go off the air on Monday night instead of with a giant nothing that you did and you create a moment where someone that we thought was a massive face is now a heel. That's professional wrestling. A turn is a turn. It's a thing that occurs and you make it so that it matters. What is this? This is this would be bad at MCW. This would be bad and a missed opportunity in professional wrestling anywhere in the at Juggalo Championship Wrestling. This would be bizarre. What was that? The, the strange thing is, is like it just kind of reversed the segments and it works. You know, you you have him come out, you face Evil Uno pretty straight, and throughout the match, you know that side of him starts to come out and by the end you know by the end of the match he kicks uno's head in page comes in and he kicks page's head in there you go i mean again it needs to be at the end of the show like you know well, yeah oh yeah i i don't disagree that it probably should be at the end of the show but again like i i think the the bigger problem is that it happened in the promo it and, it and it didn't even really happen like he he came out and just was a heel like right th- there was nothing there was nothing like, that, that clicked. There was nothing that changed. He just walked out as a different character than the last time we had seen Brian Danielson on television. Which is a shame because, like, you know, as, as we've said for years now, he's the one guy who can get the crowd reacting however he wants, whenever he wants to. We saw that the last time he turned heel where that wasn't even much of a heel turn, but at least he did the low blow there to kind of mark the sign that he was a heel turn. Right. Um. So and and you know it got the they and he's so good that he did get the crowd immediately to do what he wanted, but like yes, it absolutely like don't just because you can do it, don't take the lazy way out. I mean, it's insane. It, it's it, like this is this is pro wrestling one hundred and one type of stuff, man. <laughs> like at the the end of the night, I'm left with this just shot of I, I don't even know what to make of that shot at the end of the night of of Jay Lethal hanging out with it like. I felt nothing towards it. No, and I like Jay Lethal, but like I felt nothing towards how the night ended. It was there was no world in which Jay Lethal should be walking in and beating Sammy Guevara. So the the match went the way that it should go. It didn't seem like Jay Lethal was joining the inner circle. It it was just kind of a giant nothing at the end of the night. Whereas you have this major moment in professional wrestling, and you didn't even do it. <laughs> like you just set off pass. He's, and, and you could have you could have very easily flipped those two segments too. Yes, it's such a I like I I feel like I'm taking crazy pills watching this show to the point where I kept thinking at the end of the night something has to be happening here. I don't know why they're breaking up the inner circle right now, but they got to be doing that because there's no way they're going off the air and this is all they did when they didn't pull the trigger on a Daniel Bryan heel turn during. There's no way that this is how this show is ending when they didn't like. It's got to be that whatever's happening is so significant, they felt like they couldn't do a Daniel Bryan heel turn then. And then they did nothing. I'm like, what? 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 How, 
how do you take the best moment you've ever had as a company and three days later just punt? Just say, well, we tried on Saturday night, so we don't need to try tonight. Like, we just won't do anything. I, I, I mean, the really frustrating is, is, like, you're right in that, look, the segment itself, you know, the, the idea of the Brian Danielson heel turn, we can disagree about it, but the idea of moving forward as Brian Danielson as a heel against Adam Page, that's smart. I think or you, you can argue whether the Danielson part is smart, but Danielson knowing yeah, I mean, how he can control the crowd, right, it's, pushing it, Page up, work. it's smart. The idea of, you know, the, nothing was wrong. They, they did the Sammy J. Lethal match properly. Like, I think Punk coming out, and, and again, going forward, MJF Punk, no problem with that at all. A lot of these pieces are in place. Just really, really, really strange segments in doing those. And, and not, it's just not trying. <laughs> like, just not, I, I, I don't think you're wrong, but you know, on a bad show, the MJF Punk thing was probably the best thing that happened all night and it didn't really even happen right <laughs> like the, it was it was so quick that it, it 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 couldn't wash out much of the other things that occurred on the show um and that i think that would have been a better way to end the night right like a far better way to end the night than what they did i i if they thought that they were ending the night as a big moment for sammy that didn't happen jay lethal wasn't he wasn't a part of AEW 2 days ago that didn't create a big moment for Sammy in any stretch in any way. Like, it was just a win that he should have gotten over Jay Lethal, who's a good signing, and I like Jay Lethal. I don't want to be disparaging towards Jay yeah, Lethal. Yeah, we, we got to say, Jay Lethal, well-fitting, great, and I expect him to do great work. Right, like, I like Jay Lethal a lot, but Jay Lethal isn't some established megastar that Sammy's getting a win over. He's a, a solid guy who I think a, a lot of people, you know, in that community are familiar with and like, and so... You know, it's 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 bully bully for Sammy that he got that it, win. It's a it's a good win. You're right. He's not a superstar, but he is a former world champion. He like he, he's not, a guy. Again, I'm he's not I'm not trying to disparage Jay Lethal, but we're not going to compare Jay Lethal to even Adam Cole showing up, right? Like, no, no. it's it's not like that. And, but, and and they didn't treat it like it. They didn't go, oh, huge big reveal. It was like, oh, we signed Jay Lethal. Cool. Right. And the, and that again in, within the pay per view that was well done. And it goes back to it being a good pay-per-view, right? Like, within the pay-per-view, that was good. But it was not worthy of being how you went off the air on Dynamite. It, it, there was no moment there. It was just sort of... I, I don't know what the story was they were trying to tell at the end of the night on, on Wednesday I, night. I mean, honestly, I think they said, this is our best match. We're going to put it last because of that. That's but the, it it the, felt a little bit like what we criticized WWE of doing a lot. You know, like, by loading the front of the show and then being like, eh, no one's watching anymore. Who cares? You know, like here's a good workers. They'll kill it in the match and the people that care will care. And we didn't put anything important on the back of the show where for whatever reason, we think people might not be watching. I, I don't know. It was they, weird. They like but, putting their best match at the end of the night, but they like, very, but, but, but like, it, it goes back to the problem that we just talked about a second ago. Yeah. It's this, this, this hubris that they have that the matches are the thing that matters. And they literally just got, they just were told loudly how wrong they were three nights before. It's not just the matches that matter. The moments are what matter. The moments are professional wrestling. And I know AJ can be mad about that because he loves the matches. But we all know better. We know the moments are professional wrestling. Daniel Bryan turning is a moment. Brian Danielson, sorry. We're, we'll do this forever. We did it, you know, we're, it's the way it goes. Brian Danielson turning is a moment. Let it be a moment. Let us go off the air with kind of goosebumps instead of going off the air like that. 
is just ending? Is is just over? Like that's it? Good goodbye? Like and it's so much worse because they didn't even try. They didn't even have a Daniel Bryan turn. They just they just turned him. They turned him off of TV. Like they literally decided to do the turn <laughs> where no one could see it. <laughs> just were like, oh no, he turned. You missed it? How'd you miss it? <laughs> he turned. It was uh it was back it was backstage. We did a backstage segment where he turned. We just didn't it, let you watch it. <laughs> it. It really is like by the way, if you had done something as simple as Brad Yesley gets like I, I know he's been working a lot stiffer, but he just goes out of control in that match with Miro where he's just beating the crap out of him, and that's our sign that, yeah, this is the start of a turn. Right. Feels different. Right. 100%. A little bit, but also not really the great opponent to do that, you know? Yeah, no, but yeah. even as long as he goes, if he goes like, but, I'm going to but, kill you, I'm not trying to win anymore. But, Aaron, even if you did that, you still need to put that at the end of the show. You still need to make, like, the— Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I, I, I agree. I'm just saying, like, there's a lot of little things they could have done, whether it's— Flipping the promo in the match, whether it's doing that at the pay-per-view. So many little things you could have done. Oh, it was so bizarre, man. Like, I, I thought I was taking crazy pills. I legitimately, because, you know, and you know what made me sad, man? Is I was like, 24 hours ago, before I had watched Dynamite, I said to myself, this is probably going to be the highest I'll ever have been about AEW on a show. For all the people that think I just don't like AEW, this is really going to shut them up. Because I'm going to come on here and just rave about how good the pay-per-view was. And then I got that. <laughs> like, what are you doing? You just had this amazing pay per view. What is this? It's a, it's a steaming and pile by, of By turds. the way, otherwise, it was a great heel segment. Just right. never had the turn. You have to do a turn. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I, and, and at any point, because you guys normally are willing to push back when, I, when you think I'm out of turn. And so I. No, no, no. My, my pushback is simply like. Those were all good, like, it was a good heel promo. It was a good heel rationalization. It was a good heel setup. Everything's good. You just skipped a step. You skipped the, the step that matters. <laughs> like, the one you have to do in professional wrestling. <sighs> My word, that was, that was something. Um, and then, you know, the problem, the rest of the card wasn't necessarily offensive. It just didn't feel like it mattered, right? Other than the three things that we pointed out. Like, it just sort of felt like mostly doing stuff for the sake of doing it, right? Which I get. That's part of pro wrestling. It, and coming off of pay-per-view, it almost felt like like some of the matches, like the tag match kind of felt like almost, a, you know, pay-per-view plus type thing. It's like, okay, you can do that once. I guess. I don't know. I, I, I would argue almost the opposite way. Like, you're coming off of a really good pay-per-view and... And for what it's worth, a really good pay-per-view that did still happen in the midst of football season, um, I I would still be inclined to say you should probably try to load up that that first Wednesday afterwards, right? Like, and if you want to, in in the weeks that follow that, maybe ease up a little bit, do a Billy Gunn match. Yeah, I mean this this really felt like if it was like the equivalent if the Monday after WrestleMania you did like the Intercontinental Title in the in the main event of the show you well, know but depending on who the internet you know like if that's a if that's a crazy match right like then that that could be a big deal but i in general i hear what you're saying right like it it's the monday after wrestlemania it's supposed to be big and i get this is not wrestlemania they haven't decreed this is wrestlemania but to this point it's been their best pay-per-view it would have been nice for them to Every have stayed year, pretty much right well gear it, it seems like if the way yeah, they're positioning okay, you could argue it you could argue it i i yeah. still think that memorial day and labor today to them are the big ones because it's just the way that it's felt, right? Like, it's felt that way for the most part, that Memorial Day and Labor Day were the big ones. But 
You might be right. You might be right about that. The other, the other problem, and you know, it's one that can be corrected at some point, but we have to acknowledge it's a huge problem. Is them not even bothering to address it with Kenny Omega on Wednesday? Like, that's a massive plot point, man. I well, get they, they did. He did do the little thing at the very beginning. I, no, I understand, but in doing the thing, he never addressed what happened. He didn't. He did not at all address the fact that his boys were there and didn't bail him out and betrayed him, frankly. Like, they didn't do that. They did a whole soliloquy. They had him say he's going away, which, it, you know, based on what we know, is related to injury, and so it, it might be for a while. And you could argue that they purposely didn't have them do it, him do it because he's going to be away for a while, and they want to wait until he gets back for him to deal with it. But it's a pretty massive plot point, man. Like, he, the, the way that has existed, he got betrayed on Saturday night and then was around those guys and didn't acknowledge it. That's a, that's a, bad, that's a big miss. That's a really massive miss in terms of having him cut a promo to start the show on Wednesday, almost to the point where I might argue he would have been better off not doing anything on the show. I will absolutely hear that one. That, But I, I think the only problem with acknowledging it is you pretty much have a choice there of – because if, if we assume that he's going away for a significant amount of time, you either don't acknowledge it and have him go away or you acknowledge it and likely that leads to a beatdown of Kenny. And I don't – you know, they may not want that coming out of this. They may want the Bucks and Kenny to still be together. But how, how, how do you do that? Like th- this is – that goes back to your Finn, Finn Balor problem. If you're never going to, if this is just going to exist and you pretend like it doesn't happen, it didn't happen, that's that's bad. <laughs> like, that's really bad, man. That's almost inconceivable how bad that would be. To, to have your boys who have had your back at every turn choose the other guy over you and to never address that? How does that work? I, I don't. You can't. Bleh. You have to. You have to uh, do something. But I think you can do something when he comes back, and it doesn't have to be a big thing. It can be a, a simple promo. A simple promo that that like s- s- makes it so it never existed. Not. I mean, the only way it works is to turn him face, right? I mean, like, because like, he could say. I mean that like him or, understanding or, that would be a face move, right? Him understanding that, and I think that. Like him being understanding of it would be. Yeah, a, I mean, because it's turn. not like it's not like they helped him or anything. It was that they chose not to interfere. Th- that's correct. Which, and, which, and, which, and if he understands that, that would be a. But, but again, in- well, and, and that and that's why I'm wondering, especially with let, let's assume this is like a six month layoff. Let's just kind of throw that number out there. If this is going to be face Kenny and Bucks versus heel Cole, you know, heel undisputed era, and that's the way they want to go. Then I can understand not acknowledging it now because you acknowledge it now and it's kind of tough to go back, almost. Uh, tough to go back. Tough to go back. I, you, 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 I, I don't want him leaving as a, a face. This gives them options, basically. What I'm um, I mean, it, it kind of felt like he left as a face a little bit, though. I mean, he was complimentary of Hangman Page, right? Like, that was not a heel promo. 
No, it wasn't a heel, but it wasn't definitively a face. Well, I, but I think it, it to you, if the point is, but it it's a like, drastic change in his character, though, because he's the biggest asshole ever. You know? Yeah, that's I, yeah. boy, boy. I I don't know, man. I there, none of this this you're not creating a scenario for me that works. You're creating a scenario by which you're minimizing the impact of something like that, right? Like they didn't. To your point, they didn't necessarily help um, Hangman Page. Maybe they, they acknowledge Hangman. Like you know, the the whole story point is, and and you can absolutely argue that this makes them faces that they're acknowledging Hangman as being on their level, which is they never acknowledged that. But it's that a, was it, that it's moved. a step beyond that. It, w- they've moved the goalposts. Not helping Kenny and not cheating, based on everything we know about their characters, yes. is cheating. <laughs> like, that's the equivalent. It's cheating to help the other guy, because they would do anything to help Kenny, at any point, no matter how underhanded it is. So not doing that is them turning on their guy, period. There's no, like, so to say, they could all be... You, yeah, you if, gotta, if they all acknowledge it, though... If, if this was about if this was about Hangman and just all three of them saying okay, right, these words, and, and they kind of implied that, right? Yes, yes, one hundred percent. That's what they were going for. Uh, there's still a lot of work to be done there. There's still a sure. lot of, be, of work to be done. Well, of there. course, this was just like beat and, one, and, you know? and, yeah, and it, it's beat one, and he's going away, which makes but that's, things that, and, and because that's Adam what, Cole's going to be a big part of this story as well. Oh, he's definitely going to be a big part of the story. But it, what you just said is he's going away, and now you're asking professional wrestling fans to remember it when he gets back and that's a lot and it makes me wonder if they're just never going to acknowledge it and that to me you can't pretend like it isn't a big problem within the spheres professional wrestling that's very similar to the Finn Balor thing which I had to give you when they never acknowledged it that's a huge problem it's a problem you can't get around that I thought they would they didn't that's a huge problem going however long it might be without acknowledging this Will it cripple the company? Will it? I'm not going to uh, pull an Aaron and try to say this is going to ruin AEW, but you have to acknowledge it's a problem. That's problematic storytelling. Well, what could help is if like he gets whatever surgeries he's getting, and then maybe he's, you know, a commentary or something, uh, and then uh, they can round but not wrestling. Yeah, maybe. Right, and then maybe. they can and, further and, it a little way, bit. Yeah, and this is also simply they wanted intentionally to soften the bucks up a little bit because you are about to do something with Cole, you know, whether it's, you know, in a couple months or whatever. Like, I can see it. I can see the pieces and why they're moving in their direction. But you have to acknowledge it. You, you, it just, the, story, the characters Speaking of created, acknowledging things, by the way, I'm glad, I'm glad, I just thought of this. Did they ever explain why the Good Brothers just, like, aren't around? No, they're just not around. <laughs> Because they were literally there. Every but week. did they ever ex- did they ever explain why the pinnacle wasn't a thing any longer? There's a lot well, of. I mean, they still were calling it a thing at the pay per view. Well, hold on, the, the pinnacle was a thing because Andrade had to pay MJF yeah, had to pay the, the pinnacle. use of FTR. But the pinnacle's not a thing. <laughs> like, I mean, apparently it is. It's but it's people. not. It's abundantly clear it ain't. <laughs> it's weird, man. It's a lot of weird there. All right, let's. Uh, anything else we need to cover from AEW? No, I think we uh, hit everything pretty well. All right, let's make our picks. Oh yeah, I got We got to move because I can't do this all day today. Uh, Luckily, let's... we don't have to oh, do this all God, day. No question. Ugh. I mean, I. It's bad and somehow might be the. Oh man, I don't want to say that. How do wanna... we do a should in this? I. That's a very. It's a. <laughs> well, very hold on, hold on, question. hold on. First, you have to introduce it the proper way. I'm sorry. Coming up this Sunday night, <laughs> the one 
time. All year. When stars that sometimes wear red will face stars that sometimes wear blue. Survivor Susan. I hope nobody else is in the office today. Oh, no. Um, Leah. <laughs> Leah's here. I'm sorry, Leah. I'm sorry. For what? Oh, God. What are uh, they battling over? Oh, for, uh, brand supremacy. <laughs> <laughs> God. Uh, they did start to use that, by the way. Oh. By the way, we're, I, and I understand part of it is because they're in New York. Crazy media blitz for this pay-per-view, for a pay-per-view that they don't care about. Uh, I mean, yeah, well, Roman Reigns is on the Tonight yeah, Show. Yeah, but that, that, I mean, that is entirely because they're in New York. I mean, let's right. let's be honest about that. It's entirely. Because it's there's, there's not, if this was happening in Kansas City, they wouldn't be doing that type of stuff. It's because they're in New York. There are six matches on the card. I, I, you're right, Brett. I don't know how we do this, but we, we do it. <laughs> and it goes from there. We begin. Amazing build for this one. Damian Priest against Shinsuke Nakamura. <laughs> Sadly, this might be the most fun car- match on uh, the card. It definitely should be. I mean, it 100% should be the most fun match on the card. Wait, how much money do we want to put on this turning into a tag team match against Happy Corbin like three seconds into the match? Uh, Happy Corbin's in the, the thing. Well, till Friday when Adam Pierce kicks him out of the team or whatever. <laughs> I mean, if we, who knows who's going to end up on the team? Uh, it could be well, all five different people. Well, I, I know who's definitely taking a spot on Team SmackDown. I sure Von Wagner will most certainly be oh, on Team Jesus SmackDown. Christ. Do we want to talk about this? What? Yes. Why, why would we? What would we talk about, Aaron? What no, you... when I, when, how, so when you received the text from me that said, oh, no, no, no. I, what did you think it might be? I don't know. I was no- more nervous about. I don't. I don't really want to go there. If I'm being honest with you, I really don't want to go there because it, it it gets. I I I was afraid it was something related to AJ, frankly, because that's oh. that's the only thing that I would care that much about at this point. Um. So, honest to God, when it was just Von, I'm like, I'm, I, I all I could really say is like, I don't know what you guys thought. <laughs> like, <laughs> what did you think was we going told to happen? You why he was in that match? Correct. Like what? What about this is surprising to someone? It was very clear what occurred that day and very clear what's going on right now. So I don't even know what the conversation is. Like, I mean, come on, man. What are we doing? This was always going to happen. Uh, um, I, 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 Damian Priest is going to – they think more Damian Priest than they do with Shinsuke Nakamura. So Damian Priest. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, again, I, I don't know about the should. He could make kind of because Shinsuke Nakamura doesn't exactly have many wins either in singles matches because he hasn't had any singles but matches. Somehow he's the Intercontinental Champion, <laughs> right? Like <laughs> he hasn't defended the title since before SummerSlam. I'm pretty sure. Um, Is but that real? Uh, I think it might be honestly. Oh my god! Like it, him as a champion has not been a thing. Uh, so I, I mean, I, I could say should. Shinsuke be because of that, but then again, Damian Priest hasn't done a whole lot either. So again, the should doesn't matter. The will will be Damian Priest. Yeah, I think we should say that the should doesn't matter. Yep, Damian Priest will win. 
move on. Unless for some reason you think it does. Unless for some reason you come to something where you think there, it there does. is like maybe one match here that I can make a compelling case. Yeah, there's a there's a couple. There's a couple. Uh, RK Bro against the Usos. Aaron. You know what? This is one that I will say there should there will there is a should for because I again I think the most compelling uh, storyline is you know. You continue having Roman berate the Usos. Easiest way to have Roman berate the Usos is to have them lose here and disgrace the family and disgrace SmackDown. I don't know why Roman cares about disgracing SmackDown, but he will for some reason. So I'm going to say the should, uh, RK-Bro, and I'm going to say the will is RK-Bro. You know, you make an interesting point about the SmackDown part of this because I do think that there could be an overlying uh, story point to Roman Reigns being the only SmackDown performer to win, maybe. Um, but I will say this. There's also a story with Randy Orton being pissed off at Matt Riddle. So I could see this one going either way. I think, you know, for the should, I, I don't, I, I honestly think there's a compelling story you could tell with either one of these teams winning. Um, okay, I, I'm overstating the compelling story part, but I'm, I just mean it could be a piece of a story that's already happening, I guess I should say. Um, I'm going to say Usos, though, because I think that's what will happen. I think that there I think that. I think there's more legs to like, like yes, to your point, them continuing to do things, but they can't just like lose for seven months. Like if that's actually going somewhere, their losses would have to be in close proximity to whatever the hell they're going to do with that right so like i think this is where they win and then there's something to do with riddle and randy orton maybe i i tend to line up closer to that right like and and again it's almost i do think there are there are ways that you can use it so if if the answer is should could matter here whereas it doesn't matter in others i can listen to that argument uh a little bit but um I probably line up too that ultimately the Usos win this match. I, I think I line up that way as well. Uh, women's champion versus champion. Well, you know what? Let's go to the stupid Survivor Series matches next. Uh, we'll start with the women's one: Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley, Liv Morgan, Carmella, and Queen Zelina representing Raw against Sasha, Shayna, Shotzi, Natalia, and now TBA uh, representing Team SmackDown. Brandon. I mean, to me, to me, the one. Uh this is a really big should for me is that Bianca is the sole survivor, right? Because that to me, you need to continue her story and her elevation to make her the real face of the women's division, which I think they do want her to be eventually. And, and, and they've done significant work there and I think this would help. So I think the one value you could get out of this is that is Bianca being sole survivor. I think that's a shoe and I think it's going to happen too. By the way, how is Naomi going to end up being on Team SmackDown? Somehow, right? Like she'll she'll um, it'll be like a battle royal for the last spot. She'll enter as La Luchadora or whatever and remove okay. the mask. Okay. Or she'll have to pin you know seven people or whatever. I was yeah, I was yeah, they, I was wondering if it like Ad, Adam Pierce might be involved in some sort of way. Not that I care, but I was just wondering. Well, he's heel on Raw, so he could be. Yeah, he's, right. so both of them are heel right now. Right. Well, on which? No, show? no, no. Adam Pierce's face on SmackDown. Remember oh, good he, point. Right. Sammy's Sammy. Yep. <laughs> okay, so um, I do I do agree with you. Um, it is if, if, if the scenario that we talked about last week. How do you keep Bianca hot 
I mean, part of the problem might be there's no way to do it at Survivor Series. Like, the Survivor Series is so poisoned that it, you just can't do it. But in a world in which we think people might watch anyway, then yes, Bianca has to survive. So either whether she's the sole survivor or whether she survives with someone that creates something interesting for her to do for a little while, that part to me could end up being compelling. Um, I, I just struggle with who that is. Like, is it really that compelling to watch Bianca and Zelina for six weeks? Um, Particularly after they already did it for like a month and a half you know, before SummerSlam. Like, I, I don't see it. You could argue that Rhea is the answer, but Rhea's been a really functional face for you of late. Do you want to mess with that and either try to make her a heel? Is it she on Raw though? What? But that, that's what he's saying. Yeah, that's what I'm that saying. I'm saying how do you? Yeah, how do you? What I'm saying is that you create something. The last two that are standing fight with oh, each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, like the last two that end up standing. Oh, are, it's definitely going to be Rhea and Bianca. The last two. Yeah, for but, sure. But do you? Does that work? People like Rhea. So. You know what I mean? Well, like he's he's saying you just have them be the last two and you don't end up. Right. I'm saying if you're doing that, you're doing it to try to create something to help Bianca stay hot for the next few months. Um, and I mean, be, her beating a former Raw Women's Champion would be that. But, right. But do people like Rhea? Do you end up having this bite you in the ass because people are left with like a? We don't necessarily want to see Rhea get her comeuppance from Bianca Belair, and that cools her off in the process. Plus, Rhea can't be in a singles feud. She's the women's tag champ. It's true. It's a great point. They would never do that. Thank you. No, Aaron. I don't I don't think it turns into anything other than Bianca beating a strong opponent at the end of the match. I, I, I don't Brandon, think that I actually understand. Makes I understand what you're saying. I'm saying something else. <laughs> like okay. we're doing two different things right now. I'm saying if you do that, it's because you should be leaving someone else. You have a problem. We talked all about this problem with Bianca. And how do you keep her hot and keep her away from the belt until the Royal Rumble, right? How do you do both things? For the next month and a half, what are you doing with Bianca that keeps her hot? Something you could try to do is use the end of this match to create something. And so that can't be with somebody on SmackDown because they're on SmackDown. They're on a different show. So you'd have to create strife between her and someone else. Looking at these five people, Zelina's not the one, Carmella's not the one, Liv's not the one. Rhea could be the one. Like, that could be really interesting to see. Oh, wait. I'm, I'm so, I, I was, I forgot that Bianca's on Raw. <laughs> okay, yes. <laughs> I see what you're saying. Right. Yes. How do you spin out of this? And make it interesting for Bianca. Because that's the only thing to me about her being the sole survivor is if it's her and Rhea and there's strife between them at the end, like there's an awkward tag or one of them doesn't take it. You know what I mean? Like something that creates that strife, you could use that to create a really compelling next six yeah. weeks. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I like that. But, that that's really good, actually. But does yeah. it work, right? Like is... Can Rhea is likable, really likable at the moment. Uh, yeah, but you could turn her heel. I, I think you could turn but Rhea heel. But do you heel. want to? Um, I mean, eventually that, you know, could could Nikki Cross be sort of the device of that where Nikki Cross likes Bianca and then that sort of, like, triggers her to turn on Nikki. You know what I'm saying? Like, there could be a multi-level 
turn there where it's like there's some strife, but then they try to get along. And Nikki likes, you know, Bianca and then Rhea. I don't know. The other the only other thing you could say is then that makes and and the thing that I hate <laughs> kind of is that that's going to turn Bianca into a tag team person for a little while. Right. Because that's like she's going to have to have a partner to. No, they could just utterly forget that the women's tag belts exist for a little while. They're very good at that. You mean like they already have, right? Yes, like that doesn't have to happen that way at all. Although (laughs) it could be part of the story, right? Like there could be some story where Bianca and well, it wouldn't be Dewdrop anymore, obviously. I don't know who it would be. Um, Oh, wait, that's her feud, right? She's feuding with Dewdrop. But that's not going to keep... That's like, that's like a real feud. But that doesn't... Does that keep her hot for the next well, six Well, I'm weeks? not saying it's good. I don't think that's, that's a, I don't think that's a feud. That. I think that's she a... She said after Survivor Series, we're going to fight. But that can be a match on, on Monday, and then you move on from that. I don't she think there's... actor the week before. I mean, I don't know. It feels like a thing. Yeah. I don't know. They just want her to body slam her, right? That's like the whole point of this. And, and I'm not saying that, you know... And now, and now that I'm saying in my head, I realize what the answer is. It's like... So, so you're turning Dewdrop heel just to body slam? And the answer is, yeah. Yeah, you are. Yeah, oh, yeah. 100%. Yep. 100% they'll do that. Yeah. By, the, by the way, don't you love the fact that they're turning Dewdrop heel when, you know, they could have just had her be heel from the start yep. with Eva Marie? Yep. Would have been an option. Would have been an option. <laughs> All right. Anyway, I, Bianca is the story. Is the point that we're making out of all this? The Bianca yes. is the story. Yeah. Uh, well, and, uh, depending on. Well, it's Naomi. Naomi's kind of. I don't know. Be, Naomi's interesting in this too, though, right? Like no, of. because I I think she just uh, it'll end up Sonya has Shayna take her out during the match or whatever, get her pinned. That she won't be a compelling part. I mean, she'll be a part of the match, but she won't. But do you think they'll do a weird thing where all of a sudden like Sonya cares which side wins or something, or like no, I, I, Adam I think Pierce cares what side wins or. I I think it'll literally just, if Naomi is in the match at some point, Naomi is in the match. Uh, Shayna just kicks her in the face, beats her, and throws her in to get pinned while uh, Sonya laughs. The thing that you're alluding to, the idea that suddenly, like, this is how you split up, like, Adam Pearce becomes the GM of one show and Sonya becomes the GM of the other show, would would be interesting if we gave if we cared even remotely about the two of them. Or, or if it happened, you know, two months ago. So right. we could have actually well, no, that's, that's, what but, but that's what I'm saying. Like, could, could Vince McMahon go in on at 2 o'clock in the afternoon and say, all right! Oh, well, could you're he, raw, could you're he, SmackDown. Make oh, sure. 100% course. he could do that. That absolutely <laughs> could do that. I was saying it's good or would make sense yeah. or they should or any of that. Yeah. I just, it's it's the kind of thing we always talk about, like, all of a sudden this is a thing, you know? Uh, Aaron? Uh, I'm going to say, yeah, should, should Raw, should Bianca, will Raw, will Bianca. The only thing I'll say about it is it's going to end with uh, Bianca and Sasha one-on-one just getting that SummerSlam match we didn't have. There you go. Uh, okay. All right. All right. Maybe that might that would make sense. I still uh, no. I disagree. I still think they want to hold that off somehow. Did they do the match? They didn't do the match. On did like they? Raw or something? Did they do it on a SmackDown? I thought they did around the draft. Maybe. Hang on. Yeah, on October it was. We were there. <laughs> were we? Why do I not? I were there. Yeah. Why do I not remember? Oh, that's bad. Because you were watching the Maryland game. Well, that might be the case. <laughs> that might be the case. Yikes. All right. Uh, then never mind. All right. Uh, the men's uh, Survivor Series match. Uh, Team Raw, Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, Kevin Owens, Bobby Lashley, and now Austin Theory against Drew McIntyre, Jeff Hardy, King Woods, Happy Corbin, and obviously Von Wagner. Um, oh, am I f- I'm first. 
cool. I'm first. Um, I got nothing. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, ben, oh, sorry. It's your turn. Yeah, it's my turn. I, I just, I think ultimately Drew becomes the story. I just am really hard-pressed for what the story is. I, I, I guess Kevin Owens is such a wild card on the one side that, like, that's the story they want to tell, and that's probably how Team Raw comes apart is because of the presence of Kevin Owens. But who survives? I, I Drew McIntyre survives, and Von Wagner survives. <laughs> SmackDown wins. Um, I mean, one side has, like, Happy Corbin and Jeff Hardy on it. <laughs> yeah, but they also have Drew, they also they have, have Drew McIntyre. McIntyre. <laughs> Drew McIntyre, but that's why all those guys like Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, Kevin Owens, and Bobby Lashley. Like because of that, this should be Team Raw, just because like yeah, it's Team Raw, and you know, kind of going back to what I, I hadn't even kind of extrapolated this this far, but when Brandon said like you have a couple, you know, big losses for SmackDown that lead to strife with Roman, like. Yeah, you have Roman belittling Drew McIntyre after he loses, after he's, you know, the, the face of the team. Um, that could lead something to something down the road or, or immediate than that. Um, so I actually, I, I think Raw should win, and I, I guess Raw should, will win, because who the fuck knows. Brandon? I, listen, I'm trying, I'm going to try to make some sense of this, but I, I don't think there's sense to be had, to be honest. And that's the problem with this show, right? But if we're going to make any sense of this, the way that you When you, you say book- this show, do you mean Survivor Series or Jobbing Out? Which show are you referring Survivor to? Survivor Series. Oh, okay. All, All right. of the above. Yeah. Eh, sure, this too. Yeah. No, um, I think that the way they're booking Kevin Owens right now, there would have to be a pretty strong story point there for her, for her to justify him not coming out on top of this, I think. I, 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 him and Seth Rollins both, by the way. There's there's something there. Like, they're bo- they're being booked so strongly right now that I feel, and, and Drew, so those are the three, right? Like, if I just look at this, Bobby Lashley to a degree, but, like, because I feel like he's like kind of bulletproof and k- going to be a pawn in some way to piss off Adam Pierce for whatever goddamn reason. Um, I don't know. I, I To me, it feels like the three people that you want to do an actual storyline with are Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, and Drew McIntyre. So I, I'm not sure what to make of that, but like two are heels, one's a face. I feel like you could, you know, I think there's something to be said about Team Raw here. And, and, and I think there's something to be said about Kevin Owens all of a sudden being the most important thing on raw. And I think that that continues here. Maybe, maybe he's Adam Pierce's friend too. Or, you know, maybe Adam Pierce decides to form a hit squad or something. I don't know, but like this, there feels like something here. I think Kevin Owens and, and maybe Seth, but team raw. Okay. All right. I, I say should and will. All right. Uh, the uh, champion versus champion women's match, Becky Lynch and Charlotte flair, Aaron, I, I have no idea what to make. This is a complete coin flip. I don't know what they're going for it. Like, the most obvious uh, solution would be to have Sasha and Bianca show up in the middle of the match. Like, I, I don't know what they want out of this. The heel-heel dynamic's still a little strange. But, you know, they're just going for the big match. They were trying to... They It felt like they they were having Charlotte cut more of a face promo. 
Like, yeah, they did. They definitely did do that. But like, they don't expect people to cheer Charlotte over Becky, do they? I think they do because this goes back to Charlotte being a mega star, and the thing that we talked about before were like, but is Becky not? I think they not, want this to go 50-50. That's what I really think. I think they want, let's go Becky, let's go Charlotte. I do, that's th- what, that's, I do think they want that, but that's almost awkward. I don't know why anybody would be rooting for any of these people. Um, oh, they're both awful, right? Right. I mean, if like, we're kayfabe, kayfabe. In kayfabe, Right, that's, that's what I'm saying is, like, it's weird that they're doing it in this but way. I, like, it, it almost makes me think that somehow Sasha's going to get the belt tonight or something. Okay. I was going to say that too. Okay. Like someone wins like I, the belt tonight. I hear you. I, I, the only thing I would say is it, it felt that promo from Charlotte felt like them acknowledging the problem and yeah. them trying to tell you, no, this is who you're supposed to be rooting for here. That it's more important to them that Becky be heel than it is Charlotte be a heel at the moment. Yeah. Like that, that, that's the part that's got to hold is Becky's got to be a heel. We can't have people – if people root for Charlotte, we're, we're fine with that. We'll live with that. We're not telling you she's a, a face. We're just telling you we're okay with that. We can't have people root for Becky. We'll see exactly what happens. Um, and, and I guess if we're going in that vein, then probably the best thing to do would have Becky win in like super underhanded fashion. Um, so I guess I'll go that way. Sure. Shouldn't okay. will. Okay. This is where I have the biggest, um, wild, I'm not sure if there's any sense behind this kind of hot take. I think maybe this is a no contest. Yes. And I think maybe Ronda Rousey returns. That's a hot take. Ooh, that is quite the hot take. Uh, what's I thought Ronda Rousey has been no, since no contest with like Bianca and Sasha running out. Total sense. Well, but these are the three from WrestleMania, correct? Yes. That's and, and like it. It makes no sense for either of these people to cleanly beat the other one right now. In my, like it really doesn't. And we'll get to the other match. The same. I feel kind of the same way about. Um, like. I don't know. Is this? Is there some other return or some other person that could intervene? I mean, I think if it's just Bianca and Sasha, like, is this where Bailey comes back? You know, I, I think she's still kind of behind the eight ball as far as recovery goes. Yeah, I thought right? that was still a little, while, a little ways away. Right. And, yeah, I think it's a little ways away. And I, I this also feels think like to you... me, if you're gonna do something like that, this is the match where that's something like that's gonna happen. Because I just don't see a clear winner. It's it's really weird. You know, I, and again, when did Rhonda have her baby? I don't even know. Was Se- it September? Eh, that would be soon. That would be pretty soon. It'd be very soon, but not especially but if, if anyone could do it. Well, and especially if she's not wrestling right now, if she's just returning to acknowledge her presence. If she's hitting someone with a kendo stick and that's it. Right, like you know? that—that's doable. If what we're really talking about is her being back around Rumble WrestleMania. Yeah, I mean, I—I'm listening, right? Like, I'm listening that there would be there would be something there. Um, my only problem with it would be then, like, let's say it's Rhonda and she gets involved with Becky and Charlotte. Well, why the hell do we care about Bianca when that's going on? Well, well because they, I think she picks a lane eventually, well, right? Well, maybe, maybe. I mean, I think the point, the point, I think we all believe that we've got to get back to Bianca Becky. That's yes. the one that matters. So if, 
if she's interjecting and she's interjecting because of Charlotte and doesn't really care about Becky, that's helpful. It's weird. That I mean that that really that helps a lot of things if that's the case. If if you find out that you know she now again it becomes a bigger problem. Ronda can't really come back as a heel despite the fact that she is a heel, right? Like like she's just too over, she's too popular. So does that work? Like can you can you spin that and where does it leave Sasha and the perhaps returning? I guess Bailey put something on on social media about the the rumble at one point like that that where does it leave them in all of this? I do like the idea of clearing something away so that you're not muddying what needs to be a one-on-one Becky right. versus Bianca match. Like if you're clearing something away in order to make that happen, I'm listening. I'm listening. Let's also remember it's another two-night. I don't know if you guys have heard. It's the most stupendous two-night WrestleMania. I wanted to talk about this. I, I actually <laughs> wait. I've, they said that. No, oh, that's the tagline. What oh, do you mean? Stop it. What do you mean? Did they say it? Brandon? Did you watch they professional wrestling this week? They said I it. I didn't hear it at all. Are you out of your mind? They said it 150 times. Stupendous. What? It's the tagline. It's the official tagline. It's the only thing they've said. It, they keep saying it. Oh, my God. Oh, my. The most stupendous two-night WrestleMania ever, or whatever. It's, it's, it's somehow equally horrendous and amazing. Is this the thing where like it starts with Stone Cold talking? Is that what? It's, is no, that it's the, every time they've referenced WrestleMania. When they, they cut, talk oh, okay. about it. The when they, broadcast team talks about it. The commercial talks about it. The tweets talk about it. They, everything. They had, oh, they I had, somehow totally missed this. They had silly Pat show. McAfee do a whole bit about how stupendous is better than incredible. Like he literally oh, did a, I do remember he that. did a whole thing about that. Like... There's a, and then there's stupendous. I'm like, do, have we as a society agreed upon that? Like, have we agreed that stupendous is above incredible? I didn't. I didn't. I got it. I, it's stupendous. Right. So there's two nights. So having a legitimate women's main event on both nights is a really good thing, right? Like, I like that a lot. Um, you know, I. It's interesting. It 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 solves two problems. One being you don't really want. There's not a logical way to have this match end. And then, two, it potentially helps clear the way to get a solo. Of course, that just means that we won't get it. It will just be they'll throw all of them in one match, ultimately, is the way that it'll go. Because now, is there someone else that could have maybe not as much of an impact, but a large impact? That uh, the only thing it? I would tell you, it, I, did, did any of you either watch or read about Daniel Bryan's interview on? Um, oh, like Nikki Bella. Like, it did seem to me like he was trying to be careful. It seemed to me like he was trying to, like, you know, he alluded to his family, and and I know part of what he was alluding to is the fact that, like, John Laurinaitis has to be the one that fires everybody, and that's his father-in-law, right? Like, and he brought that up. But it seemed like it was beyond that. Like, I, I it wouldn't be as awkward for him if he was just talking about John Laurinaitis, right? Like, that, I, it is family, I get that, but it's loose family, you know what I mean? Like... It's it's your wife's stepfather, and they've only been together for a few years. Like this isn't like somebody that's been in, it's been a father figure to her for her entire life, and so like you have to protect him. It was weird <laughs> how, how it made me think that like there is a relationship with Nikki Bella that's still very important related to the WWE. That's all. That's just 
So apparently there was a report from PW Insider back in August that there were plans for them to return this year. Uh, and that doesn't okay. seem- and that, that they registered some weird trademark and there's some other show they're working on. But like maybe you could do a little run around that. And then obviously they're not going to come back long term. Right. No. Like if either one or that, both that, of them. That's, your, that's the rumble match right there. Right. I mean, look, I'm, I'm not. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, ultimately, if somebody has to win, I probably agree with Aaron that. And under- ultimately, if someone has to win, I think Becky. Yeah, an underhanded yeah. Becky win, and and but it has to be underhanded, right? Like it has to be really underhanded. Not not underhanded like the last Bianca match was, like like really underhanded in some sort of way. Cheating four different ways. Yep. And finally, it brings us to uh, Roman Reigns and Big E. And Brandon, you are first. Why am I first? Okay. So, like, I think the easiest answer is just to say that Roman Reigns wins somehow, right? But the question is how. And I don't know the answer to that. And I think this goes back to what we were talking about at Crown Jewel, right? Like, it has to be this, but could it just be the Usos again? <laughs> you know? Um, and, and and we would keep saying it we can't keep being that, but it keeps being that, right? So... I, is this Brock, Le- you know, we know, like, they've said Brock Lesnar is going to be on SmackDown December 10th, so I'm less inclined to think he runs out here, but maybe that was a diversion so that we're surprised when he runs out here. I, d- I don't know. Um, but, but, I mean, the easy answer is if someone wins, Roman Reigns wins, right? And, and, and maybe this is the match where the other match is clean, or whatever, as far as like someone winning or someone losing, and this is the one where Brock Lesnar just beats the shit out of both of them. I, I don't know, um, but uh, if we're picking a winner, it's Roman. I I'm in a weird place. The only reason why I think this is actually quite simple. I think Roman wins wins, and frankly, I think he wins cleanly. And that's with no offense to Big E, who I like a lot, but one of them is Roman Reigns, and the other one is Big E. Um, I don't think this really requires all that much thought. But it, do you think they will it, try to do something for Biggie in this match? I think match? they try to have him. I think they try to have him fight. I mean, they him. let Z- they let it look like Xavier was going to pin Roman Reigns. I think they let him have a match. Like I think they allow it to be a match, like a real match that goes for a while. But, but can you help he, me though in context of what they did for Xavier? Like Xavier was pinning Roman Reigns. Xavier and, has a win in the win column over Roman Reigns. That was a DQ. But, but, but again, he was going to pin him if the I, well, Uso didn't come out of the I, ring. I'm, yeah, I'm saying that to, to back that up. In, like. in, yeah, exactly. In kayfabe, he was going to pin Roman Reigns. Like, he was dead. Well, he was going to pin him. And that's, that's, to me, that's the only reason why this is complicated at all. This isn't complicated right. in terms of just Roman Reigns and Big E. That's easy. No. No offense. It's the other that's stuff. Easy. That, it's, correct. It's that Big E said this one's about family and, you know, like – these they are going to get involved to the point where like I assume they're just going to go back to a, a new day bloodline match at some point. But again, we've already seen that they already did it once. And and two, I I don't really know is Kofi like legitimately hurt. I think he is. Okay, so you know that, that there's that 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 makes it a problem. Um, in that way, I think it's got to be complicated, but not over complicated. Like I just think it's that those guys are like they're there. Xavier inserts himself to be protection for Big E because he knows the Usos are going to get involved. They end up spinning off. And at the end of the day, like I do think that this is a, a fairly simple thing, that Roman wins. The win itself is clean. I get what you're saying. 
why are you going that far to protect Xavier? Well, I think the answer might be because he's on the same show. And it might be as simple as that, right? Like, Big E goes back to the other show, you never have to think about Roman Reigns again. Whereas Xavier's on the same show, and you clearly want the Xavier Woods segments right now to be valuable, so it's helpful to him to at least have have held his own. And, the, you know, this arguably elevates him more than other things that you've done with Xavier Woods um, and makes those segments even more valuable moving forward. But I don't think it... Big E doesn't have to cross paths with Roman Reigns again because I don't know if you've heard, this is the one time, the <laughs> one time all year. So the ultimate, ultimately the match to me is not that tricky to figure. I don't think this requires uh, other involvement, things along those lines. Well, I just, plus, I mean, but Seth Rollins is also still out there too, right? Like that's kind of a feud. So, Owens. yeah. yeah. Um, I'm actually going to say this though. If I wanted to make an argument for Big E, I go back to that first Raw where he was champion, and Roman Reigns went over Big E twice. And since then, Roman Reigns has destroyed Kofi, put him on the shelf, and yes, Xavier did uh, beat him, but again, left with Roman standing tall. Roman has stood tall at the end of every segment with the New Day. Having a win, having Big E stand tall, even if it involves the New Day, even if it involves Brock Lesnar, does something for Big E. Um, while as, you know, if Roman just goes over everybody, it's Roman, it's not going to hurt them in the long run at all. But I do wonder if all of this devastation, every time that Roman Reigns stood tall over them, could be leading to a a moment for Big E standing tall and getting that, you know, really big win. Really big moment. Again, you can say that if, if Brock Lesnar got involved, it wouldn't be. I, I still think him standing tall at the end would be big. So for that, I'd almost say should be Big E because I think he could use it, but it will be Roman Reigns. I, I, first well, of all, I genuinely hate that. It, that I was that, just going to ask you what you think about this, like, Glenn. That, that, I hate that so much I couldn't put it into words. That's, that's AEW giving somebody another belt, right? That's the, um, like, yes, Roman Reigns is unbeatable except for the time somebody beat him. Like, get the F out of here with that. If you're doing this with Roman Reigns, nobody's beat. That, it's, it's, it's insane. That's that's that that is as cheap as hell in trying to say we want Roman Reigns to be this elevated, unbeatable, unimpossibly who could possibly dethrone this person except for the big time that somebody beat him and everybody knows that somebody beat him, but we just pretend like it doesn't count because it was an exhibition match at Survivor Series. I I'm not telling you they couldn't do it because Lord knows they've done a lot of terrible things, but the 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 amount of which I would hate that goes it would be nuclear for me that is i would just i just i just hate roman going over the new day the way he did and i get it, it's roman it's, it's not roman reigns man goes over everyone I, but you didn't again it goes back to that one night you didn't have to have him go over twice in the same night you didn't that's fine but frankly i've already forgotten about it i mean that with all due respect so i've that, already that still for, bugs me. i've forgotten about it this is roman reigns he lives in a different stratosphere than everybody else we all know that like we know roman reigns ain't losing and that makes it so much worse. The sting of being the guy that beat Roman Reigns is lessened if someone else beat Roman Reigns. Like, you can't pretend. Here's the problem, though. He just lost. He didn't lose. You know that. That doesn't work that way in WWE. That's irrelevant. I mean, if you want to have Big E win by a countout, like, or not by a countout, by a disqualification, fine. But Roman has to stand tall at the end of the night. That's what makes Roman unbeatable. Yeah, 
I don't think there's any world in which you pin Roman Reigns until the guy that's going to pin him pins him. And, and I agree with that. I, for, for me, it's just – that's bugged me from day one. The I, fact I, I tell you what, I would be – I, I, I think I can speak for Glenn a little bit. Both of us are probably going to lose our fucking minds on this show if someone pins Roman Reigns oh before. My, could you? Oh, yeah. Oh, but I was the one who was saying it because you were arguing that he should drop the belt for like a month to get it back. And I was the one that's saying that's a completely was. different thing. That's John fucking Cena. That is not even there close to what this would be. This is the most irrelevant pay per view that you do. And I'm going to count I, pay backlash. This is more irrelevant than that. I, I, I'm more pointing out the fact that I'm actually being a little bit of a hypocrite there because I agree that. Roman shouldn't lose until then. I just that the, the Big E thing still bugs me. It still bugs me to this day. Man, I, I I like Big E, so like I you know, God bless. But come on, man, come on. That is that would be another level of awful. Like that. I, would... I'm just not convinced it's a clean match. That's all. I, that's the only thing that gives me pause. I I don't think there's any chance. Well, no, the Usos at least are getting involved. Well, the Usos are definitely getting involved, and then is definitely going to get involved. All those things are definitely happening. There's no question that's happening. But at the end of the night, I I have no fear of having Roman pin Big E. Of course not. None. Zero. That does not... It does not bother me. It doesn't impact me. It is reminding everyone that Roman is the alpha. And if if you want to throw in there... Something like, you know, Biggie was at least distracted by Kevin Owens or Seth Rollins, right? Like, if that's fine. I don't think that that should be the reason why Roman wins. Like, it shouldn't be that that, that Seth Rollins comes out and attacks Biggie, and that's how Roman wins. That sucks. Definitely not that. But if you want it to be that that Seth Rollins walks out and that distracts Biggie and that leads to Roman's you know, getting a clean win from there, I'd be fine with that. I could live with that because that protects Big E a little bit in the process. I'd, I'd, I'd accept that. It's... Okay. Okay, then that's where we are. Survivor Series, man. Anything else we need to say from, from WWE? Yeah, I did want I did, I did to talk about NXT briefly, and that's I'm a little confused what they're doing right now with the – Building the company that's, you know, this is supposed to be the young stars that you want to see, and then making all the young stars seem like dicks. How's, like, how's, which, wh- who are we talking about? Well, the, specifically the Champa. Well, the, the Champa promo where it's like, we have all of these young guys in the back who don't respect any of the people who are here. And, and he listed all the assholes. He didn't list right, the good but, but he also, guys. He, he, he did frame it as basically all the young guys in the back. Like he said, this is, these are the new crop of people. And yes, he, he explained a few of those guys. It's, it's a little weird to frame it that yeah, way. I didn't, I didn't well, you're, you're actually, I, I'm going to defend you a little bit. You're right because then Braun Breaker came Braun out Breaker, to defend them. Yeah. That's the weird right. part. That, to right. me, that's, and that's why I say it's, it's all the relevant but, new people. But that's also, I do, do think. Do you think that's a. Hang on, I think we have to figure right. out if, if Champa is really a face moving forward or not, and I think that's part of the issue. It was a face promo that people accepted. I think that the presence of Braun Breaker makes that interesting, right? Like people yeah. like Braun Breaker, dude. Like they're. But, but you're lumping him. He lumped him in with Grayson Waller. He said Braun Breaker and Grayson Waller are basically the same people. And I think people like Braun Breaker right now enough that they they're not the decree. Braun Breaker can say I'm not Grayson Waller, right? Like he can be the one to do that. And Braun Breaker can be the top face moving forward. Like I'm, I, I was not as taken aback by that as you were. Like, 
you know, that that to me came off more about a question about Tommaso Ciampa than it did about anything else. Like, is Tommaso Ciampa really a face, or are they they know how they want to use him moving forward in relation to Braun Breaker? I, I think it's a, the way you position the, I mean, I guess you could start if it happened weeks ago, but with that promo, like, that was a face promo. If you're positioning it as, you're just a bitter, jealous old guy. Like that wasn't really the the positioning. Not for not for one week, no. But yeah, right. But they, they, Which is why I'm saying at some point they're doing a right program. Now. We're either getting a program between now and War Games, or coming out of War Games because we don't know what's happening there, related to Braun Breaker and Tommaso Ciampa. And I don't think they're both going to be super baby faces. I don't think. And this is a process for getting there. So. Well, either one of two things is happening. Either they think that Braun Breaker is a heel, like it, by and you, that, and that's a problem if you're positioning the you know all the new stars as heels. Well, yeah, but I don't I don't think that's the case. I don't think they think Braun Breaker is heel. I think this was more about what they're doing with Tommaso Ciampa's character, and yeah, and and he is going to become more of a bitter old man. Like I do think that's going to be part of it. I I didn't think this was him positioning himself as being the face, because if I believe that, then I would have to believe that Braun Breaker was going to be a a, a dickish heel, and I don't believe that. I, I don't... It, I don't. It, it was just juxtaposing that promo right after the Grayson Waller promo, and yeah. him kind of loving everyone did give off the feeling like, oh my God, what are they doing here? Do you think they're going to do two War Games matches or just the women? Um, I think it. Wouldn't... I don't think it'll involve Champa. I don't think. No, it I. Parker. I think. I think it involves Legato Fent. Because I was gonna say, what if they do old guys versus young guys? And mm. if you're positioning the old guys as the faces, I think that's a bad idea. Well, I don't think they would in that scenario. I. I don't. So, I don't... so if you're doing Legato, it's gonna be Legato and this, what's his name and random friends. Yeah. I, I, I think it's more likely to be um, Carmelo, Team Carmelo versus Team Gargano. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, they could do that. They could do that. I just think that's Gargano, Dexter Loomis, and who else? Run, uh, run through. I would say like Jacket Time, but they're more involved with Diamond. MSK. Mike. You you could do. Yeah, you could do MSK. There's not an easy think. answer there. There's not an easy answer to you. Mean, it and, and it gives you the idea the... of why this is weird. Like it's weird that they're doing a war games when there's no blood feuds, and they just tried to like. They definitely tried to like throw one in there at the end of the show but like, like I, I think it worked to some like as much as any of these thrown together you know you have the heel women's team with Dakota Kai that kind of works and then you have super friends that's what war games is <laughs> yeah but like I mean well no it's frustrating because you had hit row and Legato del Fantasma yes. and that, well, yes and that and I told know, AJ as much I right. said you well, know I, what I, I I'm really happy you're on Smackdown and I'm really sad that you're not in war games right <laughs> Right. It, if you want to do a team, then it almost has to be around Diamond Mine and Jacket Time and Odyssey and one more person. Why? Why do I want to what? watch that? No, I'm not just saying. I'm saying like that's the. Those are like Legato's. What? What did Legato even? I can't even remember. He's, they're feuding with the uh, what's his face. That's yeah, what I'm Zion, saying. So how, Zion, that, Zion. Yeah, right? like. Well, like so that, you'd have to you'd have to have friends for Zion, but that's not hard to do. It's the same as anything else. You can come up with friends for him. A hundred percent. Him, Cameron Grimes. Yeah, like you like, could do. I think I'd rather see Team Gargano versus Team Carmelo in that case. Honestly. Maybe, maybe you might be right about that. I don't know. I don't know. All right, uh, let's get some plugs in. I gotta go. Uh, Aaron, 
Uh, check out VEASAN, VEASAN.com. Check out the nightcap, 7 to 10 Pacific, 10 to 1 a.m. Of course, watch VEASAN on Masson every morning for Follow the Money, every weekday morning and uh, weekend morning to check out Lombardi Line and check me out on Twitter at the AOster. Brandon, you just announced a show that I think wrestling fans <laughs> might be interested in. Yeah, I'll save that for last because I've announced eight shows this all week. Right, all right. So we announced Census Fail and We Came as Romans on April 5th, um, Cave Town on March 28th, Soccer Mommy on March 23rd, uh, the Reliant K Um Yeah album anniversary tour on March 19th. L King, uh, who yeah, is Rob, uh, Rob Schneider's daughter. Yes, <laughs> on March 3rd. Um, and then uh, there's 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 a little bit more too. You can go to ramsheadlive.com to check them out. But we announced a show with Wale. Yeah. On yeah. January 21st. And I'm really looking forward to that. Wale is an you know obviously a very you know, famously a wrestling fan to the core. Uh, and hopefully we can uh, get him on the show. What do you I think? Would, I would really like that. I would really like that. I think I've talked to him once in my life. Although, oddly, at, he played Artscape one year, and he came over. Um, they were He did a bit during Chillin'. This, so this is going back a ways, right? Like um, He did a bit during Chillin' where he walked up through the crowd, and as he was walking back down, he came over and bro-hugged me. <laughs> and I'm like... Like, like he knew me. Like it was a really weird. Like my friends were like, "Wait, are you are you friends with Wally?" I'm like, "No, like I, I barely know him, right?" But um, my buddy and this, man, this might be ten years old at this point. I don't, I got to think back how long ago that was. That that it really was. Like he was ending the show with chilling, and as he's walking back down the hill, we're down at the bottom of the hill, and he's walking. We were standing right by the stairs, and he walks right by. He comes by me. And he like grabs me and gives me a bro hug, and I'm like, "Whoa, that's cool!" Like, but I've never to this day understood if like that's... 2010. Wow, Jesus, it's 11 years ago. Holy crap, man! Oh, uh, that you just ruined my day, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you just legit ruined my day. Oh God, that it's a nightmare. Um, but yeah, I love Wale. He's incredible. Um, and obviously, yes, he's a huge, and uh, is doing the uh, new NXT theme song. So, um, yeah, yeah. Very cool. I will be at that show. And as always, sure. I am at Brandon Linton on Twitter. At there Glenn Clark go. radio on Twitter, glennclarkradio.com. Uh, we're, we're taking care of AJ's thing right now this weekend. And then I'm going to be launching my annual coat drive and there's going to be a, a portion of it where I'm going to ask you guys to donate some money to, to help us help the uh, Helping Out Mission downtown. So I will be launching that. Details will be coming at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter. For Brandon, for Aaron, and for the main event. Vent. 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 Uh, AJ Francis, a.k.a. Frank, a.k.a. Who Hotter Than Top Dollar. Not. 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 AJ Francis. Uh, yeah, this, uh, this has been Jobbing Out. Shot Shot. Me out. Oh.